Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, R&R, and Welcome in to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Monday, August 28th, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Winnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here as uh, we recap the first football Friday night here in the Mountain State. Uh, and I guess Saturday as well. We'll start off first uh, with our game from Friday night. Um, it was a 44-34 victory for Musselman over John Hanley out of Virginia. John Hanley kind of got out to a, a big start, Dylan, and then uh, Musselman kind of just came back and took over. Right. It took a, a bit of an adjustment for the Musselman defense to be able to get any sort of uh, anything going against the John Lahaney offense. They had a lot of really good athletes who were able to run the ball. But then Hanley started to really get into them into their own head, I guess you could say. There were a lot of penalties that they were giving up, uh, a fumble for a turnover, and that was kind of enough to give an opening for Musselman to start getting some stops here and there, the penalties setting them back. And the Musselman offense just never really let up 44 points. Uh, and in the end, it was a great game for Eli Fleming. His coming out party in the EPAC, he looked really, really good. Yeah, 14-28, 227 yards, four touchdown passes. And on the ground, Blake Sanders got big opportunities. Uh, I believe Dalton Haynes kind of went out early with a, a stinger or a, a cramp or something and didn't get to play a lot. And then they kind of rode the hot hand in Blake Sanders and running back four, or 18 carries, 122 yards, a touchdown. But through the air, it was a huge day for junior Isaiah Beard. He had three catches, 114 yards. Logan Shelton had four for 50 yards, two touchdowns each between those two guys. Uh, Braden Miller had five catches for 63 yards, and then it was an interception return for a touchdown for Logan Shelton. Uh, so he had a great day overall, but I think it was just a great overall day by Musselman once they kind of got out of the first quarter. Yeah, um, I mean, give credit. Obviously, John Hanley had a lot of talented athletes that uh, I think made it diff- difficult for Musselman at times to keep up with some of their wide receivers, especially the what six four six five wide receiver that they had six six i think yeah so he was a big fast kid and obviously would have been a tough cover for anybody um so he had he made some big plays and of course john hanley had a good quarterback in terms of he was a, he was a really good runner not a great thrower uh through a couple of interceptions so uh i thought muscleman though i think fleming you look at those final numbers they don't blow you away but there's a nice ball made some big throws when he had to had some drops in there from mm-hmm. the receivers, so that uh, hurts the completion percentage a little bit. But overall, for a high school kid, I think it was a really good start to his uh, career at Muscleman. So I was pretty impressed with a lot of the things the Appleman did offensively. Defense, once they settled in, did a nice job. So 
good first win. And, and this is kind of the type of games that Musselman's used to playing in now at this point where they're playing in these high-scoring back-and-forth kind of games because they play such a tough schedule. So, uh, that, you know, that really wasn't surprising to me that it was a close competitive game because that's what they've kind of pride, pride themselves on over the last few seasons. I mean, it was 21-7 to a lead for Handley after the end of the first quarter. And then Musselman went out and scored 21 unanswered points in the second quarter. And then uh, it was seven points from each team in the third and then nine pump from Musselman in the final quarter while only six from Handley. So the 44-34 to victory. Musselman starts out 1-0. and Colin caught up with quarterback Eli Fleming and uh, head coach Brian Thomas after the game. And here's the audio. Our player of the game tonight. Thank you, Spencer. And first time in the Kelly Green, just this game getting your first win as an Appleman. You know, uh, as the first game, it's obviously you come in with a lot of emotions and energy because you put all this work in all summer just to see uh, the success you can have. You know, I think uh, you know we start off a little slow as. I want to shout out the guys up front because I don't think I was touched once tonight other than once that it was my fault because I had a bad pool. So, and then we got a... It's just all... Yeah, in and of an arm today, really getting that deep ball. With your feet in there as well. Just talk about a quality team like that. You know, uh, their second scrimmage just... Settle it down, take it in. What's going through your mind right now? Yeah, you're excited to win. You know, like I told the kids, it's, it's hard to win varsity football games. You know, you get to this level, um, and when you're, you know, a successful program like us, good teams, you know, good teams are usually the only teams that will play you. We've talked about a difficult schedule. That's a good team. And, you know, uh, Coach Smith's done a really good job with them. And, and I watched them in the scrimmage. Uh, I watched them live in their first scrimmage, and I watched uh, their second scrimmage just on film. But I could tell the day when I watched them live, like, they're a good football team. They're going to win a lot of games, uh, and, and they're doing a really good job. So, you know, to, to beat a quality team like that, you know, really to beat anybody, you know, that old, that old adage kind of it's, it's you got to get the first one. Once you get the first one, you know, then you kind of know how to win. You can kind of keep rolling. So that was big for be fixed for your team after this one? Uh, just little stuff. You know, you're not going to reach perfection, but at the same time, you know, we, we, we had some bad snaps tonight uh, in the special teams game, and it, th those are those are big points. You know, a bad punt snap, a bad extra point snap, you got to fix that stuff. I think we had three possessions in the red come up with zero, and, you know, you can't have that. You have to finish those. We've talked to the kids about that. We've repped that, but, you know, obviously we need to continue uh, red uh, finishing, you know, scoring touchdowns, not settling for field goals. So, you know, if you count those, settle for field possessions and three points. So, on the positive side, there's some your team. Mental toughness, easily. Mental toughness. Our kids, uh, they're never rattled. Uh, they they, they kind of stay the course. You know, at, at halftime, they were very positive. Even the first quarter, they're very positive. And we talked about that all week. We told them all that they're going to come in and, and, you know, be a good team and give them everything they have. So, you know, everything we kind of said held true. So we just talked about, you know, stay positive, stay together. Uh, you know, let them let them be the ones that break, not be the ones that break. So I was really proud of our kids for staying the course and fighting. All right, Coach, go celebrate with your team first. I want to see your kid. All right, well, that last part cut out. But Coach Thomas had a funny line in that last part. He was trying to get on the Apple, the new Apple cart, kind of like uh, Marshawn Lynch did back in the day at Cal. That was a funny ending to the interview, right, Colin? Yeah, I wanted him to go take a victory lap, but he denied my request. 
One thing about this Musselman team and, and what they what I was kind of talking about earlier is they played in four one-score games last year, and they won all four of them. So, you know, they find ways to win pretty close games, and they did that on Friday night. Yeah, they did. And moving on to the next game from Friday night, it was the only EPAC on EPAC game Friday night as Jefferson held out to win over Spring Mills 21-19. to uh, pretty interesting game because it was really all Jefferson for most of the contest. And then Spring Mills, I believe it was 21-6 at one point. And Spring Mills kind of came back and was fighting down to the final minutes of the game, but unfortunately couldn't find their way into the end zone on the final drive. Yeah, I mean, we knew that Spring Mills, I think, had a chance to compete this year, and they went out there and proved that against one of the top teams in the state in Jefferson. So... Uh, I think from a Spring Mills perspective, you have to be excited about what they did in this one. Um, you would have liked to find a way, obviously, to win the game. But um, for the Cardinals, I think you know it's a step in the right direction for this program and, and trying to move toward the top of the EPAC. For Jefferson, uh, kind of a up-and-down kind of game. You get off to a good start but don't finish that great. Uh, but overall, you found a way to win, so... We knew that would be a pretty close game. I was a little bit surprised that Spring Mills made it as close as it was. But uh, this Cardinals team clearly is, I think, here and, and going to be a competitive team that potentially finds a way into the playoffs this year. Yeah, I said at the time on the broadcast when we got the score update that it was 21-6 to that, you know, with the optimism that I had with with Spring Mills, I kind of figured they could hang within two scores. Uh, of Jefferson I said when it was 21-6 if if that's the final score you take that and for them to come back and only lose by two I think that's really a lot of reason to be even more optimistic I think that you know the expectations you had coming into this season were that things are on the up and up and I think that's the case now and I I think after the first week when it comes to you know Musselman and Jefferson maybe it was a case of Jefferson not being as you know highly touted as maybe where we thought coming into this game we'll see as the season goes on but uh, i'd say and if you're doing the epac power rankings i'd be putting musselman up to two jefferson up to three and uh spring mills you know nick and i had them at four originally so i that's where i'd keep them so a little bit of movement but it's so hard like week one like i don't yeah. think right can really judge a whole team based no, on and- one game so Kind of when you, for do all that. we know, Jefferson could go on and and you know dominate the rest of the season and, and finish you know second, yeah. Or uh, they could fall back and maybe Spring Mills takes off or Spring Mills could fall back and not be as good as we think. I mean, really judging these games, it's so hard to tell because we don't know how good John Hanley's going to be. I mean, they look yeah. good against Musselman, but maybe both teams are kind of mediocre for all we know. I mean, it's yeah. it's like very. You know, week one really is, doesn't tell you that much besides, okay, these teams look pretty good, but it's only one game, so there's a lot to still you There's know, still a lot to build off yeah, of. I think if you're looking at, like, power rankings after week one, it it really depends on, you know, win or lose. If, if, you, if you lose against a very tough team and it's a one-score game, you don't move very much, but if you lose by a lot, even if it's a good team, I think you move to the bottom temporarily. I think obviously everything's in fluctuation until probably mid-season is where maybe you just move up and down one spot. But you could go from last this week and sixth all the way up to, 
you know, third if you do something. But most of the time, it's just going to be moving around one. But it's like, but it's hard. And, and power rankings don't matter. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, besides the ones that come out via the SSAC. But are you going to punish a team like Hedgesville that went out and challenged themselves? They didn't score a touchdown though. Yeah, but they challenged themselves against a really good Wheeling Park team. And yes, Washington won Week One, and I'm think we're a whole lot more optimistic about washington moving forward after that week one win but would you say they're better than hedgesville just because they beat up on page county i don't know well you know, i think it's we tough learned. to tell based on one game you can't say well this team's definitely better yeah. than this team and this team's definitely worse no. than the other but i think you learn a little bit about the offenses at least we'll go in now so we talked obviously we just talked about the 21 19 victory for jefferson over spring mills uh hedgesville fell 56 to nothing to wheeling park is wheeling park that good they lost their quarterback they lost one of their receivers to a prep school down in florida uh it'll be well, interesting must be pretty to see. good right yeah i mean i don't think hedgesville's like no the worst team in the world oh or no so yeah uh i mean wheeling park's got a good program yeah so for them to go out there and win big i was a little surprised it was that bad i was just surprised there was no touchdown scored at all by hedgesville i was expecting yeah. you know maybe a 56 14 game like i feel like last year there was there was times where that happened uh but moving on you talked a little bit about washington washington got a 49 to 6 victory over page county out of virginia uh the terry ray era is here that means bye bye wing t Hello, spread offense. Hello, passing the ball. Sophomore quarterback Ryan Went tied the school record with five touchdown passes. He went 12 of 17 for 257 yards to the air. That's a way to, one, start a new head, new coaching, new era of a team, but also start a new era of offense. You throw five touchdown passes in a game and you throw for over 256 yards, 250 yards through the air. Um, whether or not he can hold that out through the rest of the season, I think it's still big that they showed their commitment to changing from the from a running style team to a passing style team. Yeah, this well, is definitely encouraging. Yeah, uh, for Washington Week One to go out there and not only win but have a really good performance from a young quarterback. Uh, even though you know, I said like I don't know how much it means for the team because I don't know how good the team they were playing from the perspective of going out you need to get a win in your first game i think it's a really good way to start the season build some confidence um and for washington i think you can be optimistic now about this season which maybe in the preseason you weren't really sure where to go we now know that they're at least capable of putting up a really good performance and throwing for that many yards in in your first game as a starting quarterback is very impressive and five touchdowns so I don't care who you're playing. You know, that's a good performance. You don't care who you're playing. The way to get kids to buy into this program is, is win. to win football games, and that's what Washington is trying to start to do. doesn't matter who they're playing. They need to go out there, win, have kids buy into this program, try out for the football team, get strength in numbers, and then you see from there the boost to maybe starting to compete against EPAC teams. Because we've said it since the start of the season, last week when we were getting ready to look at this game against page county looking at that schedule for washington for example the non-conference we thought were winnable games for them yep and i still do think that even next week i wouldn't be surprised if washington goes out there wins again and they're two and oh yeah it's just getting these wins building confidence within the team within the school to get more kids to come out and then in a few years maybe 
competing with teams in the EPAC. And you never know. They could beat Hedgesville. They could. Year. We don't know how these teams or they are could beat be. Spring Mills. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's huge for them. If they can start out the season 2-0 and and be at home for those games, I think that's huge momentum for the program because people can see the change in person. Like, you can see – like, they have – two straight away games one at frankfurt which is you know not an easy team to play and then you have john marshall who's apparently getting a lot better this year to triple a school so that's you know going to help you when it comes to the teams that you, the caliber of competition that you're playing uh, it's hard to look at those games and be like hey we win those games there's not a lot of hype but the fact that if they can go start the season two and oh while at home that even boosts the program as far as it's going because Terry Ray is trying to not, you know, not just turn around a team that's been, you know, about average, you know, every the last few years. He's trying to turn around a program and build a program when it comes to numbers because they only had 30 something players on their roster last year and just the buy-in for football I don't think has been there and I think a lot of people would agree with that at Washington High School and if you can go out you win 49 to 6 at home against Page County of Virginia what is Page County going to maybe two or three wins it's still building confidence and building your program up to people seeing good football by just going to Marcus Stadium yeah I think it gets you some excitement potentially builds a fan base you know I mean we've never had like Washington fans commenting on our show and being like, what are you guys talking about? But every other team, pretty much, we get comments all the time, whether they're positive or negative, and I don't really hear anything from Washington. So, um, Washington, now's your time. Yeah, now they can get those, some more excitement around the program, around the school, and I think if Terry Ray can do that, uh, and at least in this first game, you know, I think that's good not only for – the community but i think it's really good for the kids to have that support and excitement around their football team yeah i would say that as well uh before we touch on some things or before we touch on martinsburg here i was going and uh or i was going through our comments and it appears hedgesville only had 32 yards of offense it's a yeah, struggle that's 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 Bring, bring some questions up just about the offense. But uh, let's move on to talk about Martinsburg. They were able to go down to Ironton, the Grid- Ironton Gridiron Classic, and uh, beat Clarkson North 35-7. to Martinsburg got out to an 8 nothing lead. They held that lead into halftime, so I think it goes to show that defense is a strong suit for this team once again this year, including a defensive touchdown late in the game by Xerxes Yancey, a touchdown, an interception returned for a touchdown. I think the offense took a little bit of time to get going, but you got some – one thing that you know I was hearing about this Clarkson North team is they have guys that only play one side of the ball. I think their whole team is one side – like you're not having a wide receiver DB, you're not having a running back linebacker, or offensive lineman, defensive line. Like you're not having those type guys. So I think to my thought would have been maybe it could have gotten closer – like Martinsburg needed to score a lot more early just because they're not getting beat up. They're not having to play every single play, but the defense held up for the most part. They went 35 to seven. This is a good way to start the season for Martinsburg. And, uh, you know, everybody was touting this team out of Canada to be the best thing since sliced bread. And I don't, I don't necessarily know that they were. We we didn't really know how to view this Clarkson North team because we're looking at it when it first gets scheduled. We're like, okay, it seems like a, prep football school can't find anything about them look at their record last year yeah they went three and six or three and seven 
they play tough programs though and that's what they do they're trying to get their name known in american football of being canada's img it sounds like to some people so then past two weeks we hear all right they got some d1 kids maybe they're better than we think and you go closer to the game kickoff here in pregame talking about their coach saying that they got five offensive linemen with d1 offers a few other kids in their skilled positions with d1 offers you're like all right maybe martinsburg's actually over their heads maybe this is going to be a very competitive game that we have no idea how it's going to go next thing you know martinsburg's out there dominating gets a fourth down stop scores on the first drive goes up 15 nothing and it's the martinsburg line on both sides of the ball that's manhandling these d1 kids from canada and then blowing them out of the water in the end and winning 35-7. Yeah, I mean, hearing about D1 offers and knowing about D1 offers are two different right, things. There's a lot so. of different kinds of D1 right. football teams and schools. Yeah. Well, not only that, they, they might not even that have too. those offers. I can yeah. remember people telling me that they were getting recruited by Maryland and Pitt and WVU, and they ended up at Millersville. So what was really the case there? Yeah. But... <laughs> I yeah, know. I don't know. But it's just interesting to see. I mean, obviously, uh, it's a win for Martinsburg. They started the season 1-0. and I'd be interested to see how this game, where do you calculate this Clarkson North team into the playoff standings, right? I believe I heard they are a school of 900 kids, so I think it'd be equivalent to a AAA school. All right, I wasn't Hearing sure of that. I believe so. I mean, Murphy Clement looked healthy. Xerxes Ansi, congrats to him. Shout out for the pick six uh big games hey guy. i was at guys i was down the road at all these vip north side which great viewing party by the way uh shout out to rick the owner for getting the game on there uh but either his mom or his aunt was in the building and she, she almost jumped on top of the bar when he uh when he got that pick six so shout out to xerxes yancy uh <laughs> wish you could go back and, and wish i could watch a video of that again because he was like his hype woman and it was crazy but uh martinsburg gets the win 35 to 7 next up for them they're gonna face a stonebridge team out of virginia and as ar emmert notes in the comments mickey thompson stonebridge and the stonebridge wing coming to the house of pain friday night don't let the o and one record fool you they lost to james madison out of vienna virginia 24 20 a team that was a runner-up in virginia 6a last year so we're in for a good game again yeah, I think it's going to be a great game, uh, but uh, I think that's all we got in this segment. Believe so. All right. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll uh, talk about a former Martinsburg Bulldog football player, former Shepherd football player. Uh, he could be TB2, could be QB2. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TB10. Back in two minutes. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on in to Enter and Exit today. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. This is Senator Patricia Rucker. My record shows that I have led the fight for legislation to provide opportunity for West Virginians, strengthen families, protect our children, and improve education. But there is more work yet to do. West Virginia is on the rise, but we're still playing catch-up. That's why I'm asking for your vote, so that I can go back to Charleston and continue the progress we have made. Paid for by Rucker for West Virginia, Mike Holtz, Treasurer, Rucker4WV.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this Monday, August 28th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. And uh, I know there's a lot of people very happy in Martinsburg today, but none more happy than the Beast somewhere here in Martinsburg uh, because the Bears have cut P.J. Walker. And this is on ESPN, top headline story in the NFL. Bears cut P.J. Walker. Semicolon rookie Tyson Bajan in the mix to be QB two. So the top headline on ESPN. One of the one top of, N of the, okay. the NFL say, wow. headlines. Shepherd fans are going crazy. They're all running to ESPN. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does look that way, and that Tyson's going to at least make this team uh, possibly be the second string quarterback. And honestly, I'm not too surprised based on what we've talked about last week. You know, he was the best backup they had in terms of preseason production i thought his game the other day wasn't his best performance but it was still okay he ran in for a touchdown didn't throw the ball too great i think he was only 50 50 completion percentage did throw an interception but overall his preseason performance was way better than pj walker's and i think it was slightly better than nathan peterman's so Plus, like we said before, you know, you already know what Nathan Peterman is going to be. You don't really know what Tyson Beijing could be. He could develop into a great quarterback for all they know. So uh, I think the risk would be too high in letting him on a practice squad or, or releasing him. Well, I think it's so. I think that I feel like they've had this plan the entire time that he would at least make the roster. Because I don't think you go out and you tat him out there as QB2 in a game an undrafted rookie out of a D2 school that you just want to put on your practice squad, if he performs well, you're going to have to keep him. Yeah, but they didn't know probably when they signed him that he would. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying when it comes to the preseason. 
but once they saw you know what it they was, got, I think yeah. they clearly made the right decision here based on everything we were able to see in preseason. Him going out there as the second guy this past weekend Both against the we- Bills. Yes, and and the one before or against the Colts showed you that he was in competition for the second QB spot, and that it was it was a possibility. So now PJ Walker being cut doesn't guarantee that he's quarterback two. I've seen as some people say Tyson is officially the number two quarterback. Not the case so far. The Bears have not said have not set a depth chart in that way. They haven't, you know, the the cut day has not passed. They have not confirmed how many quarterbacks they're keeping on the roster whether they're keeping whether they're keeping Tyson the I think the expectation is though that as they kind of went into the second and third week of preseason it had kind of been narrowed down that Nathan Peterman was kind of on a lower tier potentially maybe it's just maybe it just happens that Peterman has started getting those fourth in line he's getting them off of QBs yeah so I think the expectation is that Tyson is going to be the backup as opposed to the second string, as opposed to the third string or on the practice squad or whatever. But there's nothing official yet. But if that's the case, that's what it should be. I mean, that's like he at least said, made the roster. I would believe. I don't think he's going to be. Yeah, I think we can't. Uh, yeah, we can't say yeah. for sure. But because there's plenty of teams that only keep two quarterbacks on a roster. I just feel like if you released him or put him on your practice squad, it would be kind of risky because it would a be young quarterback i feel like teams if would you want to yeah, add that to their team if, if they you re- didn't have a yeah if you release him back up yeah if you release him with the idea of oh yeah we'll just get him on the practice squad that is not a guarantee at all well even then if he's on the practice squad he can be signed by anybody's active roster right exactly so yeah. but they also have to cut somebody as well which is something that you have to consider is you know there's only 53 spots and another team if they were to want to you know, snag somebody off of somebody's practice squad. Well, you have to cut somebody then off of your fifty-three. So, you know, it's always a tough decision, I'm sure, for these front offices. But it does at least look like Tyson's going to be on the team. Yeah, it looks like that. And even though, as you said earlier, his passing numbers didn't really help this week, I don't think you really needed to prove the passing numbers that much because last week he had that 17-play drive, and that's what really impressed everybody and probably secured him a spot, at least in our minds, yeah. on this yeah. roster. So you wanted to see more with his feet and he kind of showed you a little bit more i mean still not great even though he was the leading rusher for the bears in the game with four carries 23 yards a couple so nice runs yeah. you get to see him kind of scramble out Including of the pocket which you haven't seen that much but being on the bears being the backup for justin fields that's what you want to see if he's you're a bears fan or somebody in the bears threat. he's not front office he's never going to be a dual threat right no, he's but never he's proven be, he but can improving. he can run yeah i think that's already kind of known if you watched him play at shepherd I mean, he can get out and move. He's not going to stand still in the pocket. But like we said before, he's not all of a sudden going to become a four-runner four or something. No. Yeah, the reason that the Bears have those design quarterback runs in their playbook is because Fields. of Justin Fields specifically. If you Even when the, the Ravens put in Tyler Huntley, they're not running all of the same kind of running plays that they're right. running with Lamar because Tyler Huntley is not a special runner you just hey, he's a pro bowl quarterback he is a pro bowl quarterback but not really for his legs i mean he can scramble but it, when uh, most teams even if what they is, have those special kind of <laughs> what is tyler huntley a pro bowl quarterback for exactly a fan he's popular, uh, he I was guess? he was a pro bowl quarterback f- for the pro bowl so that they had quarterbacks 
No, 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 no. that's. But anyway, yeah. T- uh, even Nick doesn't quarterback. Right doesn't now. see it. He might not even make the team. You're yeah. benching a Pro Bowl. Quarterback. All right, can we just get back to to, to Tyson Bajan? His, his top saying here. pretty much any backup quarterback comes in the game, you're going to strip down your playbook to the kind of the simplest kind of stuff, and so it doesn't need you know, a backup quarterback to a running quarterback doesn't need to be a dual threat guy with four or five, four or six speed. You know the way that you were you were hoping maybe PJ Walker could be that guy to where you say, oh, he can be good enough to be our backup, and we can maybe still run some of those Justin Fields-type plays. That wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, well, Justin Fields, after the game, was asked about his thoughts on Tyson Bajan, and here's what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, Tyson's been great. You know, from day one, he's came in and worked hard. Um, humble guy, just hard worker. Um, and, you know, he's he's a... Uh, uh, he's a he's a sponge, you know. He's he asks a lot of questions. Um, he's very curious about the game, about the offense. So you know, he's been a, a, a great addition to the room. And um, you know, I'm just excited to see you know what he does in the future. And of course, I'm excited to see his success that he's had on the field. So um, it's just great to see because you know he's a he's a hard worker. And um, just if you get to know him more as a person, you'll you'll see that he's a very humble person. And um, you know, he's a he's a great guy. Just 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 in general. So definitely happy for my man Tyson for sure. It's so, definitely high praise, I think, from Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a weird situation, I think, to an extent, if you don't have Peterman on the team. I know that there's potential that they may not have the room on their roster to keep three quarterbacks, but I think not having any veterans in that room could be a little bit interesting. I don't know, just from like an outside perspective. Like if, if I were two them, young quarterbacks. I don't if, know. if I were them, I'd probably just keep all three. Yeah. find somewhere else on the roster I mean, again, I mean, it like, depends on the other depth on the other roster on other positions right yeah. which we're not obviously experts on the chicago bears uh depth chart at you know defensive line or, or corner you're but, not uh, maybe i should be my mom's a bears fan so but no i'm not sh- sure if the bears are going to be keeping six dbs or five or, or you know seven d linemen or six but most in, of the time they mind, go 25 25 and three you have 25 on offense, 25 on defense. So essentially you have 50 roster spots because you right. know your specials are going to take three of them. Right. So. Yeah. But you could see 26, you 24, 27, 28. You no, could. Kick your punter once. Yeah. Don't, don't. That's what I was talking about. Don't talk All right. Well, Tyson <laughs> was asked if he feels like he surprised his teammates with this play. And I don't think anybody here is surprised about how he played. Uh, nor is one won his family as well so here's what he had to say uh the other day after the game yeah there's been a yeah there's been a lot of that but i mean even more so than that like the the most least surprised people i think in this whole thing are my family and friends just because um (laughs) just because uh you know they i've been able to be around them and they kind of know who i am and what i've been able to accomplish like even though it was at a um a lower level but um i you know it's just a funny thing where you know through camp or maybe through preseason you make a play and instead of just people you know maybe instead of just saying good job they're like dang you know good job like really good job and i'm just kind of like thanks but you can just kind of notice that uh um even when that there's been a lot of more questions of just like hey man where's your school from you know what's it called you know just little things like that so i think that it's exciting for people so i think you heard it right there he's turning some heads teammates coaches people on the staff that's what you like and if people are listening for the first time to us because of that shepherd play saturday right nick they do, yeah. Seth Morgan, can he be the second Tyson Bajan? I don't know. I don't know. Have to wait and see. Tyson's also going to be there. 
Yeah, Tyson will cool. be in town. I believe he's having a breakfast. You can go on to the, what is the website? I think it's the Ram Football Club, the Gridiron Club. Gridiron Club. Uh, they're having a breakfast with Tyson. I believe it's $150 for a plate and a spot in there with breakfast, a breakfast bar. So you want to get down there as well. I would assume, I would assume, I don't know for a fact, I would assume that they're going to do some kind of thing with Tyson at the beginning of the game where he comes out on the field or something. One would think. Yeah. You'd think, probably. Yeah. But 12 p.m. kickoff against Southern Connecticut State, 11.30 pregame show. Right Are here. you doing a preview show? 11 a.m.? Yeah. That will, or 11.15? Yeah. Could air a little bit earlier depending on how long it is. I don't think it will be more than like half hour to okay. 45 minutes or so. But um, I have to work on that this week. Two hours. <laughs> I don't think it will be that long. Yeah. I'll start at 9.30. All right. It will probably uh, air though like throughout the week. We'll probably premiere it like Friday night if I can get it done in time, which I should be able to. Don't really have it right. All right. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> Uh, we had this in here from the weekend. Uh, the Buccaneers, who'd they play? The Ravens. Mm-hmm. They played the Ravens yeah. in the final preseason game. Ronnie Brown had a catch for 24 yards and four carries for 13 yards, but Dylan has us breaking news here about 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, as of within the last hour, the, the Buccaneers looked like they cut about 15 guys, uh, 10 to 15, and Ronnie Brown was on that list. So we got, it was reported by or it wasn't reported by, but a Fox Sports uh, NFC South writer suggested that Ronnie could end up on the practice squad, but, you know, a lot of guys could end up on the practice squad, and not all of them will. So we'll see what it is. They, they, it was 13 roster cuts confirmed so far for the Buccaneers, uh, three wide receivers, a couple offensive linemen, and Ronnie being the one running back so far. Yeah. It just seems like he didn't really get a ton of opportunity. Uh he did get a little bit more in the game before this one the other day, but I don't think he got in until like the final three minutes or so. Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't watching the game. I was at the Orioles game, but I was checking my phone, and I was like, Ronnie hasn't played yet, so I don't think he's going to make the team. He did text us that. And um, he didn't. I haven't heard anything but yet about Hopefully Joey he can Fisher. make a path to squad. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet about Joey Fisher. Obviously, I believe tomorrow the 4 p.m. deadline is what it is. I think it's 4 p.m. to get down to 50. So. The not initial not. 53, but there's a week and a half before first game, so you, you might see uh, differences there. Former yeah. WVU And there's football. stuff they got to do yeah. with, like, IR. and If you put a player on the IR before the 53, they're out for the entire year, and they cannot be designated to return and things like that. Uh, before we hit the break here, WVU uh, former receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton, uh, unfortunately his – Pre, or his season comes to a close before he could even get cut. He uh, tears his ACL uh, with the Giants, and then Will Greer was told before the game he was probably getting cut, and they let him play the whole game as an audition to the other NFL teams. And Colin, what was the stat line? I uh, believe 29 of 35, 305 yards, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. So great audition for Will Greer, and hopefully he lands on a team that's not Dallas anymore. All right, that will do it for this edition uh, or this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store, get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Aquas Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back a couple of minutes here to talk some NFL football, Commanders, Steelers, Ravens, a little bit more in depth about before cut day, and then we'll take another break and then talk. Nats and O's, you're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. The Traeger Connect Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor. And then some. Shop now and save at Orsini. WV Medicine welcomes nine new providers to our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Health Associates East. Dr. Andrew Lusk, Dentistry. Dr. Colette Abdel Kader, Nephrology. Nurse Practitioner Christina Wall, Family Medicine. Dr. Krista Morton, Psychology. Dr. Sean Neal, Anesthesiology. Two hospitalists, Dr. Adam Polinick and Nurse Practitioner Angela Titus. And two certified registered nurse anesthetists, Jessica Trimer and Donna Helmick. Welcome to WVU Medicine. Car accident? Get more with Mansion for Ready. After a car accident, what does it mean when we say get more with Mansion for Ready? It means making the insurance company do what's right. It means getting a powerful local law firm on your side, one with decades of experience. And it means the peace of mind of never paying us a fee unless we get money for you. So if you've been injured, get more with Mansion for Ready. 304 264 8505. The hunt for the 10th state championship is almost here, and legendary head coach Dave Walker is back to lead the Bulldogs to victory. Make sure your business isn't hidden on the sideline this season. Call 304-263-6586 and become an advertiser on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 for the 2023 Martinsburg Bulldog football season. This is the home of Martinsburg Bulldog football all season long. Again, call us at 304-263-6586 to make sure your business is scoring touchdowns and not fumbling the ball this year. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. Final uh, second to last segment here. We'll go quickly here. Uh, Cutdown day is approaching, as I mentioned in the last segment Pierce uh, commanders have already begun making some cuts one of those cuts is a guy that's may not even be on the practice squad anymore just goes to show and I've heard this all the last couple of weeks that this is probably the deepest roster that Ron Rivera's had as head coach Jarrett, Patter- Jarrett Patterson a local guy from the DC area uh, gets cut at running back. He had a good last two games. He had, I believe, two touchdowns, I think, or at least a touchdown this last week. He gets cut. What? He didn't. He had a touchdown last numbers, week. Unless it was a receiving one. But. Yeah, he had a receiving touchdown, either this week or last week. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, but he gets cut. The cuts are beginning for the Commanders. Uh, they get to win in their final preseason game. They went 3-0. and The last time they went 3-0 and in the preseason was, I believe, 2013. Do you know what their record was? No, three and three and thirteen. Okay, so preseason wins don't mean anything, but they do to some people. It it gives you, I guess, a little. They meant something to Joey Sly. I mean, you you like showing that you can win. You like showing the new ownership that you can win. I guess so. It's still an audition for players. So the fact that you're going out and winning football games might make it tougher to cut guys. I don't Winning know. and losing doesn't matter, but you want to perform well. The 0-16 yeah. Lions went 4-0 in the preseason. So, um, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. But I think, especially if you're running your first team out there, you want those guys to look sharp. Uh, 
It can't, I think winning can show that you have a little bit of death, but not necessarily. Maybe it's bringing the fan base back. I mean, yeah. you get three wins. You're trying you to rebuild preseason the wins are bringing the fan base back? I mean, it's definitely helping, especially with the new ownership. They lost a lot of people, Nick. Doesn't take much to have some people come back. I mean, I guess. Nick, are you worried Ravens one and two in the preseason? No. no. Not worried about preseason. No. Lamar didn't play the whole preseason. He didn't play at all? No. no. Nobody played on the first team offense, really. Is he yeah. hurt? No. Interesting that you don't <laughs> play him in there for a series. I thought they would at least run him for a series. I did think because so. Because yeah. of it being a new offense. But I can kind of understand not doing that, too, because what are you really going to get out of one series? Yeah. Does so, he yeah. not know the offense? That's that's too. Supposedly, I would have thought. Apparently, he's running. He's adding plays to the offense. He's like, well, he's yeah, because he wants to play. He wants certain plays. But my thought here is, with a new offensive coordinator, new offense, you get him in there for a series. Like maybe if it's the same offense, you don't. But it's a whole new offense that he's running. Also, I think there's been a lot of trades here in the preseason. The Steelers make one of those. They end up trading depth on their interior offensive line. Former fourth-round pick Kevin Dotson, they traded him to the Rams. They got the Rams 2024 fourth and 2025 fifth, uh, while they 2024 fifth and 2025 sixth. So a lot of trades, I feel like, more this offseason, this preseason heading into cut day than prior uh, but uh, trades in the NFL seem to have increased over the last five, six years or so. And I think you realize when you're getting toward the end of the preseason, if we don't have a roster spot for this guy, but he's a good enough player that he's going to get claimed, we, we don't want to well try him. to trade him. Yeah. So if you can get like a fourth round, fifth round, sixth round pick, you'll take it. Sometimes even a seventh. Cowboys fans out there, let us know what week you think Trey Lance will be starting over Dak Prescott. <laughs> week 12. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for this segment well, of Sports Mix, here. brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll be, back on the other side. we'll be back on the other side of this break for the final segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. 
It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. He'll throw it. It's intercepted by Harrison. Dante Harrison is Mr. Touchdown on defense. Join us on Saturday, September 2nd, as the Rams kick off the 2023 season against Southern Connecticut State at Rams Stadium. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by the Mary's Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call 304-263-4343 or stop by... 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us for this final few minutes of today's edition of the Sports Mix. As we begin to wrap things up, the Nats have now won five straight series. They're only eight games out of the wild card. Stranger things have happened. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying there is a possibility they could somehow find themselves Fighting for a wild card spot the last couple weeks of the season when nobody thought they were going to be there. Yeah, but as Nick told us, their their playoff chances were over when that, the guy broke his leg. The you don't even know who he disrespectful. I forget his Stone name. Garrett. Stone, Stone Parker, Garrett. Parker Stone or something. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Garrett. Garrett. Stone. I knew a guy named Garrett Stone, I think. His right? name is Stone Garrett. Yeah. Garrett Adkins. All right, the Nats get the win over the weekend. They start a series in Toronto. They play at these weird 07 times. They play 707 tonight, 707 tomorrow. Yeah, they got to play in Canada time. <laughs> the broadcast will begin tonight, 637. The O's have another great weekend. Uh, they reach 81 wins, but Felix Bautista goes on the 15-day IL. It's because they have a the great weekend. national anthems, by the way. They lost their Cy Young candidate. It's really? not a great weekend. That's a good point. He might, not, he might not come back. I just now thought of that, too. <laughs> Is why that Collins, even, like, accurate? But it sounds like it should be. It sounds good, yeah. It's why Colin's wearing his black Orioles shirt. It's a funeral for the Orioles season. It's over. It's over. Felix, you guys are saying it right now. It's if, over the Orioles. If Felix Batista can't go ba- come back, I don't know, man. Do we trust Yanir Cano to be the, the closer full-time? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been great in August, hasn't given up a run, but, like... An earned run. An earned run, yeah. Gave up a run last night. But, I mean, you know... I trust him. We trusted him in April and May, but then June and July, I don't know. But, I mean, it seems like he's he's back, and Jacob Webb's been good. There are 81 wins I don't in August. I don't think it's over, True. but you definitely need Bautista back. Uh, hopefully he can come back, but I'm kind of doubting it with the injury that he did suffer, even if it's minor. I don't know. All right, guys, Might not how be about smart th- for him to come back from a personal standpoint. How about those Week Zero college football games? They're very exciting stuff. <laughs> Those were definitely uh, football games. I Week right, zero Hawaii games, covered. but uh, for West Virginia, they'll take on Penn State Saturday night in Happy Valley. Game week for the Mountaineers kicks off every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR uh, with the Neil Brown Weekly Press Conference show that we'll take you to here in mere moments. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. You will be able to hear the Nats tonight beginning 637, 7.07 first pitch as they take on the Blue Jays. Uh, for Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. The Mountaineer Press Conference coming up after this uh, with Neil Brown. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.
listening to 106.5 FM and 7:40 AM Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg Shepherdstown Charlestown 